self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another episode the death of a bachelor oh 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 (laughs) that's all i know of that particular song yeah you went to see them i went to panic at the disco concert last night it was fantastic but it was loud as shit it's a concert and young people yes so (laughs) my 32 two-year-old black ass is amidst a whole bunch of 11 to 18 white girls (laughs) and 15 year old white girl screaming has to sound the way that death feels (laughs) <laughs> like I really felt like my head was going to explode. Oh my god. I was sitting next to a 15-year-old white girl and I'm sure wished that she was sitting next to a 16-year-old strapping young lad. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting there looking like my cousin daddy <laughs> because she 32 but she looked like she damn a teenager herself. But the show was good. Surprisingly good. That's my first concert I've ever been to. What? Yeah. I don't do loud noises. That was too loud for it me. Depends. I might not go to something like that again in the future. It depends on who you like. I went and saw No Doubt and Paramore. It was loud. I went and saw Anthony Hamilton and Vivian Green because of who they are. The kind of artists there. It wasn't loud. It was cool. So you had to just pick your artist. I feel like I go to like a neo soul concert yeah. or something like that. That's something what that's that supposed was. To be chill it was real or chill. a cafe where somebody is at a cafe. Yeah, doing a show. But, but Panic that, at the Disco is definitely going to be a loud concert. They're yelling in their music. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> but it was a it was a good fun show, and just to be able to see how they work, like how they the props and fire coming out everywhere yeah. and the stuff they got oh, set up. Yeah, it's it was real cool. Loud. It was cool. I'm a Panic at the Disco fan. I like Panic at the I Disco. Am. Yeah, I do too. They're a real cool group. They had a. Uh, opener called Mr. Wives which okay. I guess was a play on Sister Wives because it was two dudes oh. and a girl okay oh yeah okay that well I think sense. it was more than two dudes and a girl but they sang like same drugs by chance the rapper mm-hmm. I like when groups like that do that like I like when you go to a show and they have covers like I watch a lot of live yeah. and stuff but they sung a Billy Joel song I didn't know that they sang Bohemian Rhapsody oh my god I fuck, that is probably one of my favorite songs I don't know why, and because of that song, I'm like obsessed with Freddie Mercury, and I've mm-hmm. like watched. I've actually watched his like the story of his life and how he ended up dying for. He was back like basically I had fucking whoever when AIDS was first coming on the scene and ended up contracting it and dying from that. But Bohemian Rhapsody is why I'm obsessed with Queen. I love that song. It's a great song, and it was just a cool show. Yeah. Okay. Well, website. www.conversationconartist.com. Go to that to listen to our current episode, our old episodes, as well as the articles linked to whatever we're talking about. You can also leave us some feedback on the left if you go over the mail icon and a whole little thing will come up. And you can um, send us some feedback or subscribe to our newsletter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of our show. So if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in to the website or you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationcurrentartist at gmail.com. And this week, I'm probably going to get out of pocket, but we're going to go over... <laughs> 
this thing. I'm gonna let Mister On Point take it. I found this on a on a Facebook group that I'm in, and I thought it'd be interesting to just you know go through it. The post says, "You want that old fashioned grandma and grandpa love? You want men to start courting and dating you again? You want to see chivalry make a comeback? Then take notes." Before we get into this list, I just want to take, I already take offense to that first thing. You want that old grandma and grandpa love. I wish motherfuckers would stop saying that. And let me tell you why. Do you know why those women were doing all of that shit and putting up with all of that shit? Because they didn't have no other options. Y'all sitting out here acting like Meemaw was glad to be sitting around while your grandfather was out here making side babies and shit. She didn't have no choice because she couldn't work and she didn't have no way to feed her damn kids so she had to stay there. So I need y'all to stop acting like they stayed out of love and people just don't know how to be in relationships no more and give up and shit too easily i'm not giving up because i walked out on you because you fucking cheated on me you gave up as soon as you stuck your dick in somebody else i do have to say that my grandmama didn't play that shit <laughs> my grandmama shot my granddaddy one time shot his ass in the leg now he had always been abusive and shit she OG. you know and he always had guns and he was in one of his moves and she was in a mood she ain't never been in because she picked up his gun and said, don't take another step next to me. He kept taking steps saying, what you going to do? Blah! <laughs> Blah! <laughs> Got his ass. <laughs> Shot him and then immediately called the police. She said the police came in there laughing <laughs> and he said he wasn't going to press charges. Wow. But she shot his ass. Sometimes you have to shoot a motherfucker. My daddy tried to blow him up one time. Your granddaddy. <laughs> Ooh, my, da- my damn daddy rigged up the lawnmower with kerosene somehow. <laughs> what? Instead of gasoline, kerosene. And my daddy <laughs> said the explosion shook the foundation of the house. But he survived, though. <laughs> like. See, your dad, that's some shit I would. I'm going to do some shit you ain't going to see coming. <laughs> I ain't going to come directly at you. I'm going to put kerosene in a lawnmower. <laughs> I, they very well might not know that he did that. This just might be a story he shared with me. I don't know if they know he tried to do that shit. Damn. <laughs> like, is that a story you come back and tell your mom? I don't listen, think, listen, no. mama. I, you remember that time the whole, whole house shook and that explosion had happened? <laughs> That was me. No. Tried to kill that Some nigga. Some things you take to your grave. That's one of them things. Then why tell me? What you go you and you 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 gonna run and tell your grandfather? He dead. Okay, well it's it's safe now then, <laughs> ain't it? It's secret is safe. <laughs> That's the point. So I don't think you gotta take it to the grave. You just gotta live longer than they do before you start talking about it. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> grandma and grandpa love. I don't even know what that fucking is. What my grandma it? and my granddaddy lived in a goddamn separate rooms. <laughs> this is my other grandma. This is my mama's parents. She stayed in the kitchen in the, in the bedroom. He stayed in the living room watching tennis and outside making us run and do shit because he was a coach. When people say that it's this idealized version, like this idealized version of women who were just completely submissive and, and didn't question the people that their husbands like every time i hear somebody say that that's what they usually are fucking referring to the fact that they stayed together well she ain't had nowhere else to fucking go so yeah she didn't leave now if i got a job and i was already taking care of myself before we got together and you lose your motherfucking mind guess who gonna go back to taking care of herself because i can't they couldn't back then so that's not even a viable argument it's stupid but that's what they usually mean when they say that shit which is stupid 
The so whole, how we get this grandma grandpa love? The whole thing is rooted in misogyny and sexism Pretty much. and oppressing women and you know making women do what men want. Yep. And men having no expectation to do shit. Men think they can just provide. Like even those old granddaddies, they felt like if they bought a check home, they could just sit their ass in their chair, drink their beer, not tend to the kids, not worry about no damn food, not yeah. worry about shit else, but existing. If you bought money to the table, yep. that ain't a fucking enough. Nope. But let's go down this list. Number one, never belittle your man. Now, from my perspective, you shouldn't nobody should fucking belittle yeah. anybody. He nope. shouldn't be belittling you. You shouldn't be belittling him. That should just not be fucking going on anyway. Yeah, so nobody do that shit. That's yeah, horrible shit. Pretty to do. much. Number two, never talk down to him. That's in the same vein of belittling. belittling. How don't is that different and separate? <laughs> Why is that a separate talking thing? Down. Belittle in my head makes the individual you're talking to feel worse about themselves. Talking down to somebody make you feel better about yourself. Doesn't that happen interchangeably when you make somebody feel worse? Maybe not. I feel like talking down is putting yourself on the pedestal somehow. Like the dialogue makes you feel like you're superior somehow. Okay. And belittling them, whether you feel superior or not, is just making them feel a lot less. Y'all shouldn't be doing neither one of them shit, no matter your gender. So don't do one that. or two assholes. <laughs> if you would do it. Three, never ignore him. Okay, I can't get behind that one. Why not? <laughs> Sometimes you gotta ignore a motherfucker. No, again, that's not something specific to a woman <laughs> doing it to a man. That's some shit that should just not be happening. But there's a difference between ignoring and identifying when y'all need y'all fucking me time. Yeah. Like, that needs to be something that's communicated. Yes. Ignoring a motherfucker, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Unless a motherfucker's trying to intervene in your me time. But before yes. you ignore that person, be like, now, you know, we had a conversation <laughs> about the me time. You I know. Be by space. I love you now, but I need some time to recover from people. <laughs> and you're included in people. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't forget, I work with people all, all day long. Day. <laughs> you know, as far as therapists go. Mm-hmm. So I need break from people every now and then. Yup. But don't ignore your partner. No. Just talk to him about needing mm-hmm. your fucking space, though. Four, never let him feel replaceable. I don't really even know how another person make you can feel. Help that. Like, yeah, like you if can't you make somebody feel shit. No. Like you, if you choosing to feel like you replaceable, then you need to figure out why. What is what in this situation is creating that? But like, no, I don't have. It's not my responsibility to make you secure. You should just be fucking secure. It's not my job to get you secure. You should be secure. Same way I should be secure. I don't think it's the person that I'm with's job to make me secure. If I have insecurities based on. Uh, now it's different if you didn't fucked up in the past but what i'm talking about is just in general you should not have to consist constantly be making me feel secure in our relationship that shit should just happen well if they fucked up in the past with you oh that's over. it yeah you're right that's why that's why <laughs> you're, not gonna, I you're not gonna ever be at that point nope because <laughs> i ain't got fucking time <laughs> if you feel like you're replaceable it's for specific reasons yep you need to do some shit like you need to be better if you feel like she might be right to replace you, don't be like, hey, girl, make me feel irreplaceable in this bitch. Oh, this ain't no excuse for you to go fuck other bitch. Like, I feel like because 
the way that this started out this list he just basically saying you need to make him feel good all the fucking time i ain't got time for that and i'm not that ain't my responsibility listen i'm not gonna be running in behind you and making you feel like you the great like no i'm not doing that other time listen gentlemen (laughs) we live in the era of independent women and beyonce (laughs) beyonce said fuck what did she say which song are you thinking of? Um, fucking irreplaceable. Oh, I can have another. Him I can in have a minute, another you, you in, a in a minute. Matter of fact, matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. minute. If you feeling replaceable, nigga, it's somebody there. It's somebody on their way. Yep. Cause you about the time. Let me just say this, man. By the time you realizing some shit is off with your girl, it's probably been off for a long ass time. Because we leave emotionally before anything else. So if you noticing it now, it's been a long time coming. Usually, this isn't usually like a, a, a overnight kind of shit. This is something that's been going on long time. Usually, it's not like overnight. There's exceptions to every rule, but most of the time, if you noticing some shit is off, it's been off for a while. And the thing is, if you feel replaceable, the truth of the matter is, you fucking up. Yep, she ain't fucking up, Mm-mm. or he ain't fucking up. Nope. If you feel like you might be about to get replaced, you fucking up. You need to be better. Yep. All right. Number five: Never play down your need for him. What? I guess continue to act as if you need him let me tell you something (laughs) it's not a need it's a want like i don't i don't feel like you need you need i don't feel like that should be a feeling you have and you need to have this person in your life you gotta it's a want you choose to be with people it's not a need you ain't gonna die like if you didn't have air right you should make them feel wanted but needed I think in the context of human existence, going big here, <laughs> I think that we need people. But she don't need your ass. No, not you specifically, yeah, motherfucker. She like. don't need you. <laughs> like, we need people as a whole. That's but, family, that's friend. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Not you specifically, though. That's a want. You. It's a choice to be with somebody. You choose that. I'm choosing to be with you. I don't need you because I we I wasn't floundering out here before we got together. I want to be with you. Now again, there's a difference between saying you don't know, feel wanted and needed because it ain't my response. You know, I'm not gonna do this shit. But still, in that in that context, I do believe that like without without it attaching it to a specific person, mm-hmm. we, to maximize the best that we can get out of life i think we need you somebody. do need people in general but when you choose a person you don't need that person specifically no that person specifically is the want yes your but people ass, in general is a need yes boy she'll have another you in a minute matter of fact you don't get it together he'll be here in a minute <laughs> so don't take that shit for granted don't act like you don't have anything to do with her needing you or wanting you and other side of this list this all the shit that the woman's supposed to do in order to keep this motherfucker around what is he doing to to make me feel like i want to do this shit providing bringing money to the table (laughs) that's some bullshit look i bring money to the table and i get to come home and sit in my recliner and drink my beer and watch tv and you tend to the kids go grocery shopping take care of all of the messages and returning calls so you do this one thing and i got a list of 72 things i got to do listen we can't do 
None of them 72 shits without the number one. <laughs> you can't do shit without money, player. Just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, that's how them dudes think. Like, that's how dudes who want this kind of life think. Provider is not only providing physical nope. and financial. Nope. It's also supposed to be providing support and providing mental and providing emotional and providing all of this shit that you can't touch. But see, men in our society have been reduced to only interacting with what we can touch Mm -hmm. not what we can feel not emotions not support and you know psychological you know as the psychological aspect of relationships and people that's what we've been reduced to i'm gonna tell you right now she will have another you in a minute (laughs) matter of fact he He will be be here here in in a fucking minute minute he better knock over the door (laughs) (laughs) all right number seven Oh, number six. Never cause him to feel embarrassed. What? So it's my responsibility for you to not feel embarrassed? Like, what does that mean? I mean, I don't know. Well, okay. Don't do the shit like where they be like, hey, you got something on your shirt. And when they look down and flip your lips up, Uh, (laughs) don't do that shit. Oh, okay. Or, okay, so I know you don't watch Love & Hip Hop. I caught up on Love & Hip Hop actually last night. And so what? You shouldn't have. (laughs) But continue. So there was a scene. These two couples were at, I think they were at dinner. Yeah, they were at dinner, and they were talking. One said one couple was married. The other couple was just dating. Right. The wife of the married couple, <laughs> like I forgot how this even got brought up, but basically she was saying that her husband wasn't satisfying her in the bedroom. Why would you say this on a double date? Why would you embarrass this man this way? Then when he got up and left, she talking about, so you always leave it. You can't leave. I'm not going to fucking sit here unless you embarrass. Like, are you fucking, what? This is something you felt like was cool to talk about in front of these motherfuckers that we don't really even know that damn well. Like, you thought this was okay? So maybe it means don't do shit. Like there is that. a level of shit that you know that will embarrass somebody. Yeah. Like we know yes. how to evoke this state of embarrassment. The people closest to you are the ones that know how to get to you the easiest and the quickest because they know you so well. So, yeah. But that goes the other way around. Don't be embarrassed. Don't yeah. come and act tough in front of your fucking friends because I will embarrass you then. Like don't embarrass me. Don't talk down to me in front of your folks. Act like you got me in check or some shit. That's not going to go well at all. That goes for both sides. Like, this is not a list of things that should be specifically to women. Like, this is why this is stupid. It's not stupid if you apply it to both people. He ain't applying it to both people. This says specifically women, if you want chivalry and you want your grandparents' relationship, this is what you need to do. And you also making it sound like everybody grandmom and granddaddy relationship was good. Exactly. Like my grandmama <laughs> shot my fucking granddaddy, bro. Like <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't a good situation. No. <laughs> Seven. Never look away or text while he's talking. Never what? Never look away or text while he's talking. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like if you talk first of all if you're having a conversation a serious conversation nobody needs to be doing anything but if you're just talking and some shit come through some words like i'm going why you if you ain't talking about nothing the same way you might do that i'm not gonna get upset about that so i'm supposed to give you my undivided attention every time you open your mouth Mm-mm. that, that shit, ain't realistic 
It don't make sense. And it don't make no fucking sense. I mean, no. Realistically, that goes with general positive communication. Yes. Between anybody. Yep. You know, if you want somebody to feel listened to, you don't want distractions and things that will take your attention away from them. Mm-hmm. This is not something that should be exclusive to women to appease men. And so for these parts of this dialogue that men expect from women, I hope that you are showing this same kind of courtesies because you're going to create a situation in your relationship where if you're doing bullshit, she going to do bullshit. Yo, this is the this is the world of independent women. Tit for tat. Yeah, like eye for an eye. She will have another you in a minute. <laughs> Matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute like Y'all need to get this shit embedded in your head <laughs> if you want to keep a healthy relationship. You got to do the shit that you want her to do. If you're not doing the shit that you expect out of her, you're setting yourself up for failure and bullshit. Yup. Number eight, never manipulate him. Again, that goes both ways. Y'all don't need to be manipulating each other at all. I can't stand that shit. If you need something for somebody, ask for it directly. If you can't ask for it directly, then y'all need to evaluate your relationship and find the fuck out why you can't have honest communication. Nobody needs to be manipulating anyone. Like, that's not specific to women not doing it to men. That's in general. Don't fucking do that. This is a stupid list. Very stupid. Don't manipulate people. Pretty I mean, much. Don't manipulate people in general. Yeah. I mean, manipulation is a is a horrible trait, especially when you use it for evil. Mm-hmm. It can be used for good. We kind of use it for good. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's you a know? degree of yeah. There's yeah. a degree of manipulating the situation, where, the conversation yeah. to get to where we need to go. Yeah. Or sometimes people, you know, hence conversation con artists (laughs) mind you that back to the name yeah (laughs) that is why the name came about yes it it, it is yeah Uh, never boss him number nine never boss him see again because i think i and i'm not gonna say all men i think you had an issue with this don't drag me into no don't drag me into no bullshit tell you like that some men a lot of men like with shit like the reason i said this i think last week the reason why men die before women is a lot of y'all do not take care of yourselves so if i gotta get in behind you and be like hey nigga you need to go get that that lump checked out you know you didn't had it for a while it might be cancer you need to fucking go and do that like you need to do that like today i'm gonna do that if that's what i need to do to make you take care take an interest in your health then yes if you want to call that bossing, okay. But when you live another 20 years because of me, we'll see how bossing was. If you do it like that, it is bossing. Here's the thing. He might <laughs> live 20 years because of you with somebody else because your ass <laughs> told him to do it like that. No. First, I'm going to be like, hey, you know, you've had that love a while. You need to go get it checked out. Now, if you don't get it checked, you're not going to die on my watch. Everybody know I watch the ID channel. I'll be the first bitch they look at. You didn't get that shit checked out. Because if you die, everybody going to be looking at me side eye. No, you need to go get it checked out. So I'm not going to go at it the first time like that. If you don't listen, I'm not going to let you die on my watch. If you want to die, you can die single. You're not going to die with me. I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. Go get it checked out. I always equate it to you. Everybody's had a job. Mm-hmm. Everybody ain't had a job. But if you've had a job <laughs> in which you have multiple supervisors at that job, <sighs> it's typically 
a cool supervisor that mm-hmm. is willing to do everything that they've asked you to do, and you got this other supervisor that just tell you to do shit because they can tell you to do shit. Just a little bit of power they have in their world, and they're going to exert it all they can. You need to be that cool supervisor when you're trying to get people to do shit. I you don't will need to be the first. other one. I'm not going to be the other one off top, but if, I'm not also not going to be a nagger. I'm not going to keep being nice and coming and saying you need to go to the doctor. Like, I asked you two weeks ago about this shit. The lump is still there. What are you but doing? the thing is, if he wouldn't go do it before, what do you think being aggressive going to You think being aggressive going to do I it? I mean, maybe. Being aggressive, it might make him go do it at the cost of Y'all relationship, you know, quality. Warning you, it ain't like I'm telling you to like go. I don't know, do some shit. Like this is about your health. You could die. Like this is a serious situation. You need to go get this shit checked out. Like you just do. I don't. You you wait because you know what gonna happen. You gonna wait six months and they're gonna be like, well, you know, if you had come in here three months ago, it's it's progressed too far. And then you gonna be mad. You gonna be upset. You gonna go through the stages of grief because you didn't want to fucking listen. There are things that can occur to you that if handled in a timely manner, they could do something about. And if not handled in a timely manner, you're just a ticking-ass time bomb walking around. And again, you're not going to die on my watch. Well, I hope you're ready to stab his ass to send him to the hospital and just have them check on that little knot that he had. I mean, I have to go into some of my ID channel stuff to get some... Get some poisons? Yeah, and that won't show up that they won't... They'll be like, well, we don't know what that was, but you got this one over You don't even have... See, you don't even have to go through the angry phase now. We already got your plan. All you gotta do is get some (laughs) low-level poison that's gonna make him feel weird enough to bring it up and say, listen, we're gonna go to the doctor right now. You're gonna be vomiting. Like, it ain't gonna... I don't want you to just feel weird because you might be like, oh, it'll feel better in the day. No, you're gonna be vomiting. You're gonna have to go. And they're gonna be like, well, sir, we couldn't find out what... You seem fine now, but about this lump. (laughs) That's on your shoulder. I don't know. They might fuck you up. They might be like, well, sir, you've ingested a chemical. (laughs) Where where that might come from? I don't know. And now your black ass going to jail. (laughs) I'm going to make it something that's not going to show up in like regular tests. And by the time they decide to test for something else, it'll be out of his system. Okay. Yeah. Does, you got to have a, there's, there's a, a, I don't watch ID channel. I can't conceptualize a plan for that shit. Oh, but, I can. You know, I have like 20 on standby. Yeah. No. <laughs> Never laugh at his mistakes or faults. I don't want to be with nobody that I can't laugh. If I fuck up and it's funny, I'm, I'm oh, like, let's laugh about it. If you fuck up and it's funny, let's laugh. Like, so I can't never laugh at him at all. Like, if he make a fuck up, I just have to be like. I plan on being laughed at. I'd rather be laughed at. When I do <laughs> shit, I'd rather be laughed at. I'm not a clumsy person. I if am. I do something that I'm warrants being laughed terrible. at, laugh at me. If I don't like being laughed at, I won't. it won't happen again. I'm I'll change my clumsy. life. So you... You will be laughing a lot at me tripping over shit, or hitting my elbow. There is a level you know. of tripping over shit and falling that ain't funny. Well, it's just true. sad and horrible every time it happens. You'd be like, damn, this girl's so goddamn clumsy and I'm sad. Every time. That ain't a funny fall. She couldn't but walk for two days. It's not that bad of a. It's not that level of clumsy, but like, I don't know. Like, Remy's crate is in my bedroom by my door his door swings open sometimes and i know that his door is open sometimes but i still will go plowing into this dark room hit the shit out of that door every time 
because I'm ridiculous. And I don't want to move where it's at. So I'm just like, eventually I'm going to get it. I'm going to get used to, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the change. But no, I mean, I, I'm the kind, I would not be in a relationship with somebody I couldn't laugh at and they couldn't laugh at me because what the fuck? Life is already fucked up enough. Not finna be you. If you do some silly shit, nigga, I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Like it is what it is. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> Laugh at all that shit. Yep. Eleven. Never put any person before him, nigga. That is a um. <laughs> that's not a good blanket statement. It's not. Like the people that you don't put before anybody else are people that are worth being in the front. Yep. Like if you become more value, like it's a competition. Yeah. Like if if my daddy paying our bills, <laughs> he's number one. <laughs> you are number two. <laughs> like if you start paying all the bills and and put my daddy on number two, you'll be number one. But like you got to you got to work your way up to number one. Well, and that says never like. That is not a healthy relationship where I can't ever decide that this is more important right now. Like, if my mom gets sick and we were supposed to be going on vacation and you like, well, we need to go on... Like, fuck you. My mom is sick. I'm going to go. We can go on vacation later. Like, that that's a danger. That never is dangerous. That never is unhealthy because there are going to be situations in which I'm going to have to make a decision that you're not going to be able to come first in. When we have fucking kids, my nigga, like that's gonna be one of those situations where sometimes the kids gonna take precedence. That's just what the fuck happens. Never is no that I'm not gonna be able to do that. The same way I wouldn't want you to do it. If somebody something happens in your family and you need to go handle that shit, and we had plans, I would be an asshole to be like, "Well, fuck that shit. You taking me to dinner, nigga? <laughs> yeah, that's never. crazy." Never is the key word. That's a problem. That's a that's a problem, and that's that just is unhealthy as fuck. That should never be the case. Like, mm -mm. there gonna be situations in which they gonna have to handle stuff, and your job as a person in this relationship is to be understanding of that and to be supportive. Never means you. I just never get a chance to get support from you because I always got to choose you over everything. Fuck that. Mm -mm. Yeah. Not gonna do that. Twelve. Never be too busy for him. Again, that never. The fuck out of here. All of them have said never. They stupid. <laughs> never be too busy for him. Sometimes like, you're gonna be too busy. Sometimes I'm gonna have I'm be behind on case notes, nigga. I gotta get these notes up. <laughs> or and you know what? He got attachment issues. <laughs> I mean, too busy is all any busy is always too busy for him. Yep. If he wants you to be at his beck and call every time. Mm-mm, that's crazy. Sorry. Not going to be able to do that one. 13. Never be inconsiderate of his feelings. That goes for... You shouldn't be inconsiderate of people's feelings on either side. His feelings. Both feelings should be respected. I mean, if he will acknowledge his goddamn feelings, <laughs> maybe I'll know how not to be inconsiderate of them hoes. That's another issue. Is I, I'm supposed to know how you felt when you ain't say shit. Out here emotionally unavailable, <laughs> talking about some be considerate of my feelings. What feelings? Which, what feelings when you, you start got? having feelings? I ain't know. I missed that memo. That shit's crazy. Stupid. 14, never tell his personal business. Again, 
both sides. And let me just take this moment to say this to folks. Let me tell you something about involving your family and your friends and your relationship. They're not going, if you go and you tell them all the fucked up shit about this person that you with, and then you decide to stay with them despite all of this shit, guess who ain't gonna forget about that? Your family. You have a reason to forgive them because you're having emotional attachment to them. Your family do not. They don't give a fuck about that nigga. All they know is that he made you cry or that she had you angry and punching walls. And guess what? Now they don't like this person. So sharing his personal bit, you don't need to be sharing your business anyway. It's not healthy. And then you're going to be wondering why mama don't like him and be like, don't bring that motherfucker to my house no more. Cause you told her too much. Stop well, I, ain't, doing I ain't got no bad business Like the business that they gonna share about me Is be like yeah he get home and play that game <laughs> But ain't nobody gonna say that Because the woman I date is going to fucking be alright with games <laughs> I mean I don't play games that much yeah. I consider myself a gamer Because I immerse myself in the world But I I don't put games before a lot of business And other shit that I gotta take care of But you know I ain't uh, no personal business I mean and I'm an open book Yeah, I'll tell you anything about what I got going on My family know everything uh, well, so yeah. You know what I'm saying And the only other people is your friends. I don't yeah. know what you would tell them about me. But at the end of the day, I don't care because you with me. So fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you got problems with that shit. Leave then. <laughs> Look your dead in your eyes. Leave then. Cold-blooded. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is... I ain't read you this part before. <laughs> this is the end of it. Okay. It doesn't matter if the man who you are dealing with is your father, your grandfather, a boyfriend of two weeks, or your husband of 50 years. This is how women should respect all men at all times. <laughs> um, what the entire fuck? It don't matter if it's your husband of 50 years or the nigga you've been with for two weeks. Get the fuck. I wish you had read that to me before we did this surprise list. Surprise, nigga. <laughs> that is the biggest low of bullshit. And that just goes back to my original thing about me, Ma, and Papa. That's what he meant by that shit. Exactly. He meant because they stayed together for 50 plus years and they didn't divorce his And again, it was because me, Ma, didn't have no fucking way to go. But let me tell you something with me. You start fucking up, you gone. That's it. I don't need you. I want you. You are a choice. And guess what? I can also choose to not be with your black ass. So, the fuck? That is the most ridiculous shit I have ever heard in my life. Listen, (laughs) she will find another you in a minute. (laughs) Matter of fact, he will be here in a minute. (laughs) Do you know how close that is? You can see his car (laughs) down the street. That is a minute. That is yeah. how close you are to losing your woman Yo. if you think this bullshit is gonna fly. <sighs> and if you think you don't have to reciprocate this oh, shit. Lord. But this I is where just... the misogyny comes from, because this is the same shit. This is the same shit that white people been telling black people forever, yep, too. Pretty much. But when you're black, you can say, oh no, that shit wrong. But when you a man, you can still say that a woman's supposed to do this shit for the a man. Fuck out of here. Is, like, you know what? I ain't even gonna, I'm not even gonna raise my blood pressure about this because a motherfucker like that would never date anybody like me. It would never fucking happen because the first date, he would be like, mm-mm. He wouldn't even be her. like, uh-uh. You'll be like, uh-uh. Because yeah. men like this, they really don't waver on this shit. You know? They like to confront you at the beginning. No, well, I'm saying he would already. Pulling out your cell phone is disrespectful. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Date over. After I cuss his ass out and tell him you don't pay this motherfucking cell phone bill, so I don't know why you think you gotta uh, 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 say and when the fuck I look at it. Are you out of your mind? See, that's why I say he would be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, because she <laughs> she got too much attitude. She's not gonna be respectful of me. You are fucking right because you're an asshole. And when you be an asshole, I'm going to tell you that you're an asshole. I'm going to walk around and act like your shit don't stink because you a man. Just because you got that little funky ass Y chromosome does not make you any better than me. So I'm going to need you to sit all the way down in all of the seats and all of the stadiums and all of the world. What makes anybody better than any other human being is just having common decency. And you obviously ain't got enough for you to write this motherfucking article, whoever the motherfucker that wrote this, this is, is a book i don't know what the it's name a of the book, book is he mm-hmm. wrote a book about this the fuck out of here no it's a, a photo of the book so i don't have the topic or the title get no the like fuck out of here you gonna have these niggas out here in these streets losing reading this shit go on read that and try to implement it if you want to <laughs> but men that would implement it y'all need to know early women's Y'all need to know early. Get rid of his ass. Oh, my God. I wish I would run across somebody like that. Just for the entertainment that it would give to me. Like, you done lost your whole mind. All of it. All the entire thing. Ain't nothing. Stem, everything gone. Ain't nothing up there. Hollow as fuck. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, so if you have a question... That you would like for us to answer the show, you can send it in to the uh, website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationclartartist at gmail.com. Um, since we were talking about crazy niggas, I feel like it's only right that we go right into talking about a crazy bitch. I don't know if you heard this story about this Uber driver or saw the video. Mm-hmm. This man who seemed to be maybe from Africa. Cause she kept saying that she was gonna send him home. He was a he was doing a, a, a an Uber drive and picked the girl up. He had his camera on, thank God. And she her phone was dead and she wanted a charger. He did not have a charger for her because it is not his job as a, a Uber driver to provide you with a phone charger, bitch. So when he didn't have a phone charger, she started losing her entire mine going off on him telling him that she was gonna uh say that he raped her that she was gonna call the police and hit herself in the face and say that he just all of this crazy shit and all of this crazy shit was said with a brooklyn accent because they were in new york which made it sound even more crazy like i just women like her fuck they just fuck with me because you realize that there are a lot of women out here that are being raped that have to deal with this shit because it's bitches like you out here claiming rape to get back at a motherfucker. That ain't nothing for you to do. That's nothing for you to joke about. That is not okay at all. You a trifling asshole for that. Terrible. I felt so sorry for him and he was so chill and cool because I would have put that bitch out of my car. You finna get out. I ain't finna take you nowhere. Because he kept saying if she if you calm down, I'll take you because she was supposed to be going to her boyfriend or something. I ain't taking you nowhere. You finna get out of my car. Ask for a refund, but you getting the fuck out of my car right now. Bye. I ain't driving nowhere. Like, mm-mm. She got banned for life Yes, yeah, she did. Because she's a crazy bitch. Like... <laughs> 
I will say for anybody listening that drives Uber, you might want to set you up a nice little cam in your car too. Because when motherfuckers get crazy, it's going to be your word. Because she could have very easily did what she said she was going to do. And he'd have been all kind of fucked up. All kind of fucked up. Let me tell you what not to do with what we learned from this situation. Because this woman blatantly said to this guy, I'm going to tell them you raped me. Don't use this as an opportunity to invalidate shit like Bill O'Reilly and when men do sexually assault women, like, cause motherfuckers be like, look, she, you see how she put that fake allegation on? They do that all the time. This is an isolated incident. And this is not say that other people don't go through this. Like that stupid. But people do that shit. I know they do and it's terrible. But people that's what I'm saying. She perpetuates that shit by doing this. Like, don't do this. You don't, that is not something for you to use because you get mad. What kind of fucking person are you that you ready to say a motherfucker raped you because you mad because he ain't have a phone charger? Do you know how out of pocket that is? Do you know how crazy it is for you to get that upset about a phone charger? Like, you're insane. I mean, in that way, Uber <laughs> is really dangerous. Like, yeah. you don't know how many mental illnesses you're you right. picking up. <laughs> You to right. be honest, you don't know if you, you picked don't. up somebody that just murdered somebody. Like, are you complicit in a murder? Oh, somebody come like yeah. Come. If somebody just murdered the shit out of somebody, call an Uber and you're driving them around to their next location. Like, does that implicate you? You well, you know, because you don't have intent. You didn't know that they did it. Now I don't know if like if somebody get in the car, they covered in blood. <laughs> you ain't getting in my motherfucking car no blood on your ass. <laughs> like I would look at you and be like. Nah, you ain't gonna get in here with no wet ass. I don't give a fuck if it's blood. It, you ain't even. If you just got out of a pool, if you just had paint spill on you, ain't no liquids gonna get in my car. Number one, so that's dead already. You know, but what if a motherfucker just robbed the bank on a bicycle and called an Uber? You know what I'm saying? And they, you know, my cousin did that. Did I tell you this? Your cousin yeah. robbed the bank? Yes. Yeah. He robbed the bank twice. The first time he took a cab. He didn't ride a bicycle. He he left on foot the second time because I guess he was like, the cab fucked me up the last time. So I ain't going to take the cab. Because <laughs> the cab didn't fuck him up. What fucked him up is he got in the cab, had the cab driver take him to a rec center to break a $100 bill to pay the cab driver. You robbed the bank, motherfucker. Just get him the $100 bill. Tip him big. Get like a $100 bill? Get the fuck out and run. You just robbed a fucking bank. He went in to get change and the police can't. Because it was down the street from the bank. I'm from Talladega. The shit is this big. It's tiny. The rec center was not far from the fucking bank. So the police is out scouring trying to find this motherfucker. They see the cab. The cab snitch, The cab driver snitch on him while he inside. He come out and get locked up because he's stupid. How do, you not have the, how do you not have the moral grounding to keep from robbing a bank? But you will pay, you will go into a Y <laughs> where there are children to get changed for a $100 bill to give to the cab driver? Yeah. Hell Just, no. Give him the 100 Like, don't even, like, here you go, man. There you go. Thank you. I'm gone. Like, no, why you gotta, no, don't give him the 100 Run the fuck away. Leave. I mean, if your conscience will make you decide that you need to pay this man, just give him the 100 and leave if you're going to do that. Don't go try to get changed. So then he went to prison for that first one, got out. I kid you not. My mom called me and was like, somebody may tried to rob Regis. And I was like, 
you know your cousin out. I said, he didn't do that. And she was like, no, nah, why would he do that again? And the first time, something happened and he didn't want to say. So he waited a week. So technically he robbed this bank. And it was the same bank he robbed before three times. Came back the next week, was successful in getting the money, decided the cab was the problem. So he just left on foot. They called him down the block. He back in prison right now. Damn. And what's really fucked up is my cousin is a genius. He's a genius. Mm-hmm. Like his IQ, his IQ is high. Let me say <laughs> that. Like, not in action. <laughs> his IQ is extremely high. Like, and this is, the, I say cousin, he like my mom's age. This is like my mom's first cousin. So he's like an older guy. But yeah. Well, he should have used that IQ. Yeah. But yeah, I... I don't think you would be complicit if you picked up somebody and you didn't know because you don't have the intent of helping them escape shit. They just called you for an Uber. But you help them escape though. But you don't know that you helping them escape. You just think you giving somebody a ride. You, the intent isn't there. Probably depends on if you black or white. That too. As an Uber driver. <laughs> well, yeah. again, he was black. I'm just glad he recorded it and showed how fucking insane. Because if if y'all haven't gone and look at that, that look at the the bitch was out of her mind. Like she was so she was like, I'm I'm finna tear your shit up. I'm finna I'm finna I forgot what words she kept using, but she basically was saying I'm finna fuck your car up. No, you not, cause you finna get your crazy ass out. I ain't taking you nowhere. You done lost your mind, or you never had it. I'm not really sure which one, but you got to get your ass out of my car. She probably had a psychotic disorder. I'm sure she did. You huh. see the video? I saw. She had to have. It was so un. It was so irrational. You ask somebody for a phone charger and they say I don't have one for you to use and you just bug out over it. Like that's crazy. It is crazy. So if you drive an Uber, y'all might want to start. Plus, I would I would be recording my rides anyway, just because I I bet you hear a lot of funny ass shit that I. Want to remember? So I will be recording my shit anyway. But just in case some shit like that happens, yeah. If I drive Uber, all my passengers sit in the front. Why they got to sit in the front? Because sitting behind you, that's a real vulnerable position. <laughs> if you had a goddamn twelve inch knife, she put through the back of that damn seat. He'd be fucked up. That's true, but you Uber's like a cab. You don't sit in the front seat of a cab. You sit in the back. The I took an Uber once. It was a police officer, retired police officer. I wanted to ask him about some Black Lives Matter shit, but I didn't. He was an older guy. I sat in the front. I opened the door and I said, I mean, is the front cool or whatever? He was like, yeah, it don't matter. I sat in the back. I've only, I've been in an Uber twice and I sat in the back. I actually left my phone in the back of the Uber. He was a very nice white young man that was in college and we called my phone and he answered it and he was like, yeah, I've got it. You left it and I got it back. So, Man, if... If you would do some bullshit to me in my car, I want to be able to give you a two-piece properly. <laughs> and I can't do that if you're behind me. Yeah. Oh, plus, they could, like, strangle you. Like, I watch too much TV. But yeah, like, I would be afraid somebody would, like, have like, some wire in their pocket. You are vulnerable <laughs> if they behind you. I want you to be next to me. That's That'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. But that, I just wanted to bring up how crazy that bitch was because I was just like I was amazed that like how upset she got over a charger like she was rude as fuck behind this charger it's crazy. So we got to talk about Pepsi and um and what happened with Pepsi because it's motherfuckers like 
What's what's the big deal? Okay. I don't know what's going on with Pepsi. Let me describe the commercial if you haven't seen it. Because they didn't took it down now. So if you ain't seen it, you, you probably not going to get a chance to see it. Because Pepsi snatched that shit. I haven't been able to find it since, actually. <laughs> um, so basically, the video starts out with a crowd of people who you're going to assume are marching. What they're marching about, you don't know. Because their signs just say peace. It's a bunch of different ethnicities and they've all come together to march in the streets for whatever the fuck it is their cause is that you don't know because nobody has a sign representing the cause. Cut to uh, Kendall Jenner and, and who's doing a photo shoot with a, a blonde ass wig on for some reason and she sees the crowd coming by and she looks then she poses again and she looks then she poses again and then a gentleman comes by who's in the march that's got a motherfucking uh not a violin some kind of like guitar ass big ass musical instrument on his back for whatever fucking reason and he motions for her to come on so she rips off this blonde wig and somehow she gets changed into some blue jeans and a blue jean jacket and shit i don't know where the fuck that came from and they continue marching up the street till they come to a line of model looking ass police officers that ain't got not nan bit of protect no gun no pepper spray no nothing Kylie come or not Kylie Kendall comes from the the crowd holding a Pepsi and she gives it to the officer and he drinks it and she goes back and she fist bumps in the air and it's amazing it's a celebration it's wonderful we're all one and equal and it's great and that's the commercial yep bullshit with the climate of police officers killing folks and just the climate of what marches have looked like for black folks and they're not pretty and they're not these like happy okay like it just took a very serious situation and made very light on it and people had a problem with it and i don't blame them because it was stupid and insensitive as fuck and martin luther king's daughter like tweeted a picture of him and was like if only daddy had had a pepsi Like, it was just insensitive as fuck. Why would you do that? Like, I don't give a fuck. And it didn't help that it was Kendall because people hate that family. I'm one of them. Not even about hating that family, but she been the queen of appropriation lately. Yep. Like The family is the... they, they That whole family appropriates. Not like Kendall. Yeah. When it, you're talking about the lips... No, that uh, that ain't you thinking of the wrong one. one. I'm thinking about Kylie. Kylie is that one. Kendall's the model. Kylie. Oh, Kylie was the one doing all the. Kendall is the model, so she hasn't been really appropriate other than just dating black men like the rest of them. She's not the one that's been appropriate. You thinking of Kylie, the one that wore the braids? She the one with the lips, the ass, all of that shit. That's Kylie. Um, I don't know what the fuck Kendall been doing. She's just a model. Um. I mean, other than, like I said, you know, she liked the rest of them and just dating all of these black niggas. Like, outside of that, nothing. But, like, even even the thing, it, it don't even matter that it was her. It could have been anybody. It could have been somebody black. It don't matter. You're taking these protests that have been serious. People have lost their lives. They've been sprayed with water hoses. They've been tased. They've been um, sprayed with pepper spray. Like, even with these recent 
protests that have happened, all of the violence that is, you took something so serious and made so light of it. So it wouldn't matter if Kendall had been replaced with a black person doing this, it still would have been offensive. This was just not no shit to make no lighthearted ass commercial behind because you, I guess if Trayvon had had a, a, a motherfucking Pepsi in his hand instead of a tea, he would still be alive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just makes light, too light of a very serious situation for me. It's I mean, up. everybody who responded to it made a very, you know, concrete display by putting Pepsi in black folks' hands mm-hmm. and the memes and stuff like that. But it's really just, is the commercial is symbolic of a quick revolution quick resolution to a situation that has a lot of depth and really no simple solutions. Mm-mm. You know, whatever it would have been, Pepsi, whatever it would have been, ain't no easy resolution it to just was what's going on. And it, and it invalidated yeah. the experience and difficulty with which people who are protesting experience those things. They're trying to be heard. They're not being heard. And this commercial seemed like it's as easy as just walking up to the police and saying, here you go. Give them a soda and everything will be fine. Maybe they won't shoot you. It just, it, it was a bad choice on Pepsi. And for they like, I didn't like the apology. And this is why I didn't like the apology. It wasn't real. They were like, you know, we didn't mean for it to be offensive. And they apologized to Kendall. Here's why I can't get behind you apologizing to Kendall. Kendall made a choice to be in that commercial. Kendall ain't hurting for money. She come from a very rich family. She's a model. She make her own money. This was not something that she just had to fucking do. You have a choice in the things that you decide that you're going to do and the things that you're going to associate your name with. So the fact that you saw what they were asking you to do and you decided to do it, you deserve the backlash you getting just like Pepsi does. Like, it wasn't like they made you do it. You chose to be a part of this. So I don't feel like... You're but, a victim in this. But that's also under the assumption that she knew exactly what the commercial was going to be and got an opportunity to see it before it came out. I feel like if somebody had come up to me and said that that, that even if they gave me a brief synopsis of the commercial and said, you know, it's going to be some protesters in the street and, you know, you're going to come up to a line of police officers and you're going to hand him a Pepsi, that would have been enough for me to be like, hell the fuck no. That sounds terrible. Like, no i wouldn't no like even the most basic description of this commercial i feel like would have been enough for you to to even if you personally don't see nothing wrong with it to be able to see that oh shit this motherfuckers might have an issue with this and there might be some backlash behind this like even the most basic conceptions of this commercial was enough for you to know it wasn't okay to do to to me like i don't know what they could have said where she wouldn't have had any idea that it was protest pepsi cops that's enough for me to be like oh no i'm not gonna mm -mm. not with this blue lives matter black lives matter war that's mm -mm. i don't want to pause it uh -uh. nope no thanks like i feel like i don't know i don't care that they apologize to kendall jenner that just that's just a brand and that's what a brand is going to do they're going to backtrack they're going to apologize you know I just think that it keep us from understanding whether like what Pepsi was trying to accomplish with this commercial, you know, I mean, this commercial ain't nothing that's going to spark genuine change. No. And if Pepsi wants to help change some of the things that create these conditions, then they can physically do things. They, they can, can physically donate. There are things that they can do to help. Yep. Otherwise they're just using protests and people struggling and suffering to further promote their brand. Which is fucked up. Which is fucked up. 
But I think this just goes to speak to the, and, and it could be rooted in just the ignorance that white, you know, a large group of white people, the All Lives Matter group, continue to portray is that in order for the world to be different, like you got to be different. I don't feel like as a as a brand that is as massive as Pepsi. This is why it's so important to have some color in the boardroom that you all that just why you should not just be making the decision on what's going to be offensive. And you need some other people in the room that can say, hey, you know what? Mm-mm, not that that's not that ain't going that's not going to be received well by part of our target population. Like when you have people that don't understand these things, of course, they gonna make stupid ass decisions like this. Like, that's why you shouldn't. If you're going to do a commercial where you're trying to show all of this equality and sh- they had gay people, they had brown people, they had all kinds of folks in the commercial, your boardroom needs to look the same way. Or when you're coming up with these ideas, if you're trying to reach the masses, you need to have better representation in those meetings because otherwise you won't do stupid shit like this that you didn't know was wrong until the folks that you pander, uh, pandering to tell you that you fucked up now it's too late you could have kept all of this from happening by simply having other people around that could have been like mm, i don't know about this this might get a little touchy this might go left and when you don't have that representation it's hard for you to make a decision that ain't this shit so from this on the view Whoopi goldberg made some comments and and this is not the first time she done made some comments like this before but she basically said we appropriate white culture with like wigs and uh yeah. we i mean she said clearly pepsi made a messed up they made a poor commercial it was just a crappy commercial but she was like talking about cultural appropriation makes me angry if you you know appropriate if a black person wear a, a wig or a weave then that's appropriating white culture is like if it? you wear white woman hair is it the problem is the problem is in a society that has made the standard and baseline of how you can exist and be employed and and gain you know access to housing and do anything in society is to adhere to those beauty standards then you got to do it it's not appropriating culture it's not appropriate because it's cultural expectation not cultural appropriation when they tell a black woman if you got a fro if they tell a black woman in the 60s, if you got a fro, you're militant, you're not going to work here. But they say you got to straighten that hair to work here. And we know that this shit's still happening today where they telling black women in the military, you can't have braids and naturally protective style that helps black women's hair. Or you're telling, you know, women that they have to cut their dreadlocks off or you can't have dreadlocks in this position. When you're telling them things like that because they're supposed to adhere to the natural beauty standards that white people have set, that is cultural expectation, not cultural appropriation. And it doesn't even just happen in the military. When I graduated grad school, for those of you who may never have seen me, my name is Red because I got a big-ass curly red fro. (laughs) When I graduated from grad school, I can't tell you how many people were like, so what you going to do about your hair? I ain't going to do nothing about my hair. What you mean? Like, when I was going on interviews and stuff, it was pressure to straighten it one and to the color to to turn it back to a natural color 
Um, and the natural color, I could, I, I wasn't as upset about it as I was that you think that I need to straighten my. This is how my fucking hair is. Like, why should I have to go out of my way to change the natural texture of my hair to make somebody else more comfortable? It's not like I'm going out of my way to make it this way. This is how my fucking hair looks, and I shouldn't have to change that. But you're right. The standard is straight, nice hair. And when you don't have that, you either have to do what I did and say, fuck it. And I'm just going to, I want to work for a place that ain't going to give a shit. And it's going to let me just be me. Or you're going to have to adhere to it and either get a wig or some weave or straighten the hair that you have on your head so that you can assimilate better into white culture so that you can get a job. And the caveat to what makes it cultural appropriation is the things that black people, brown people naturally have. That is a part of their culture that at some point or for some reason you were told you can't do something because of that thing. If a white person takes that and uses it for fun, for play play, you know, that's what cultural appropriation is. Or to make money off of it. Or to to capitalize off of it. It doesn't take into consideration the value that it has to another group of people. The we the reason that black women wear certain styles of their hair is because they protect their style. So white women don't need fucking uh, cornrows. If they have cornrows, it's for fun. It's for play play. And not only that, but they can take that out of their hair and have access back to society like it was. Mm-hmm. Opposed to if a, a company that has a policy that you can't have braids on natural hair, they not going to give you that job. Yep. And a white woman can just take them braids out and be like, okay, well, Go I need this job. Go in get this job. Yep. And it's easy. It's simple. It's as simple as her washing her hair. When then, I wash my head, it's not going to be straight. Like the way I, I mean, the way I define cultural appropriation is imagine that you have a a an heirloom that your grandparent gave you. Your grandma gave you an heirloom. It's a necklace or a ring or something that you really really truly value and it's been passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation all the way down your family line and now it's yours and you value it it means something to you because it's connected with your culture and your existence and you got a friend that come over and just like how it looks and they want to try it on because it looked pretty and it looked good and now they want to buy it from you and take it from you and use it from you just because they like it. It don't have no kind of meaning to them. Yeah. It brings them no emotional and internal value. But they just want to wear it and they like it. That's kind of how appropriation feels to somebody. The depth that we feel of you trying to use this thing that has no value to you. You don't know how important it is to somebody. But you can just take it and use it like it's just nothing and move forward with your day and drop that thing at will when you want to, you're invalidating how important it is to that group. And that's what cultural appropriation is about. I wouldn't even, because it's a difference between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation. Yep. I don't think that means that no white person can ever do those things, but you can't try to pass it off as your own and you can't act as if you don't understand how valuable that thing is to a group. I think we talked about this before. When you talk about gauges in your ears, Mm -hmm. that's tribal. When you talk about tribal tattoos, that's tribal. When you talk about Indian uh, dream catchers, catchers. that's that's, uh, cultural. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a lot of different practices that white America has that they have no idea what the root of it is. The sugar skulls, it's Hispanic. All of that, like, it's it's just so many things. Mm -hmm. You know, and Educating yourself about the culture that it comes from in a way that allows you to 
you know, educate somebody about it. Like if you're a tattoo artist and you give somebody a dream catcher, like it'll be amazing if you would be able to tell them the history of a dream catcher. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's some shit like that. Like that, I think that lends to cultural appropriation. It helps people understand the context of why this is important to important to a group. If you use it in a way that you don't understand an importance and it's just to you, it just looks pretty or it looks good or it's fun to have or this is a fun style, that's a problem. That's where cultural appropriation come in. But you can't call black people using white people shit as cultural appropriation when white people told us you better use our shit or you can't access society. Yep. So Whoopi Goldberg missed the mark with that shit. And she always missed the mark yep. with it when she say that shit. Because she's not even trying to understand all the nuances of things like cultural appropriation. But anyway, that's all I got with. Well, it was something else with Pepsi. Oh, okay. So Pepsi stock, when the commercial came out, they stock rose. When they apologized, it plummeted. Damn. So you had two different groups at odds here with the Pepsi commercial. Mm -hmm. You got the far left which are going to be your social justice warriors saying, hey, this commercial is offensive. Mm -hmm. It misses the mark. It's tone deaf. And it makes light of these situations. But then you got the far right who's saying, Pepsi, y'all are just trying to fucking be, you know, sympathetic to all these people. Mm -hmm. Why would you make a commercial like that? Anyway, you know, they don't need a commercial about how to make protests better. They just need to be better. Yeah. You know, that's what the far right saying. And then when Pepsi apologized, it made that far left mad because they apologized to Kendall Jenner. Yep. And then it made the far right mad because why would you apologize to these group of people that it offended? That further takes you into the depth of trying to appease these social justice warriors. Mm -hmm. Like in the media, social justice warriors versus the freedom of freedom of speech and rights people have been at odds because yeah. this group says, hey, you shouldn't be able to say this shit about me. And this group say we should be able to say whatever we want to say. Yeah. And I understand both sides. But the thing is, what I would tell the people on the right is, if I call your grandmama a fat bitch, <laughs> I have the freedom to say it, but you're going to want to punch me, right? Yeah. Just because the things that the social justice warriors are fighting for don't mean anything to you doesn't mean that there isn't something that can be said in your life that you won't react to. Yeah. They're just <laughs> reacting to the things that's in front of them. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know why that was bitch. so funny to me. Because <laughs> I can just imagine, like, you, I can't ever imagine you saying some shit like that and imagining you being like, your grandma fat bitch. It's just so fucking funny to me. It's just. I wouldn't say it like that, though. How would you say it? I would say um, <laughs> some passive aggressive shit. <laughs> like, it, do your grandmama have thyroid issues? <laughs> or is she just a fat bitch? <laughs> I wouldn't say no shit like that. But I'm just oh, saying, it, it just goes to speak to, <laughs> and that's just an extreme example of speaking to, there is something that can be said to a person on the right that they will be very upset that somebody said to them. Yeah. And they will have a reaction and a response. Just the mere fact that the people over here on the right can't understand the issues that the people on the left have with those things mm -hmm. is a problem. But I do have a problem with the people on the left who just try to subdue any kind of dialogue that's related to something that they don't like. Because yeah. that group exists too. You know what I'm saying? There is room for middle ground in that situation. But that's just uh, some more shit to go into the Pepsi stuff. 
Well, continuing with this racial thing, did you see about the little white girl that got a black doll and the Target employee had some shit to say about it? I did. It? So, did. mom took her daughter. She learned to potty. She was two to uh, Target to give her a reward for pottying, learning to potty. And she chose a doll, a black doll that was a doctor. It wasn't Doc McStuffins, but I'm sure that's part of the reason why she wanted a black doctor doll is because of Doc McStuffins. But they get up to the register with the doll and the cashier is like pressed about this little white girl. This like, Don't you, um, are you getting that for a friend's birthday? No, it's for her. Well, don't you want a doll that looks more like you? We have lots of dolls that look like you. And before the mom could say anything, apparently the little girl was like, she does look like me. She's a doctor and I'm going to be a doctor and she's pretty and I'm, you know, I just want to get, they were white. So this is part of why they were so polite because my black ass, I would have been like, if you don't just ring this doll up so that we can get out of this store because I don't know if you noticed but she's two so the fact that she's this calm is an anomaly and I want to get out of here while she's still this calm before she start wrecking shit so could you just ring us up because but here's the thing I would never go through that because if I had my black daughter coming through the line and she had a white doll that conversation would never have happened because for a long time that was all the fuck you could do is get a white doll you can paint a black. I mean, you could paint a black, but then nobody want to do that. It's not the same. So that's not a conversation that we would have had. Now, some people are upset because of that, because the fact that the, I didn't even realize for On Point showed me. Apparently, they did like an interview with the mom and shit. And so some people are upset, like, this ain't something she should be applauded for. This is what you should be doing with your child is teaching them to not see, to not feel like, oh, I just got to play with white dolls or black people or whatever the fuck. Like, People don't is, feel like they should get applause for it. But you don't teach them that shit. No. That parent probably wasn't surprised at the damn cashier. Like I said, I my theory is that if y'all don't, I don't have kids, but I know who Doc McStuffin is because I got friends that have kids. But Doc McStuffins is probably the only reason that little white girl wanted a black doctor doll. Like legit. It's probably because she's a Doc McStuffins fan. So, I mean... <sighs> I think the cashier needed to mind her own fucking business. Why are you asking me all these questions? Don't I don't like don't ask me about my purchases when I'm buying some shit. Because it's my money and I'm paying for it. I don't wanna have no conversation with you why I chose this shit. Does it matter? Just ring it up. Your job is to ring my shit up and be pleasant. And you questioning me about my purchases is not you being pleasant. So could you just ring my shit up? People are racist. <laughs> I mean, this shit happens. It does. It does. Like, she wouldn't even let it go. Like, you just keep pressing, like, why y'all getting this black doll and y'all white? Like, girl, because I'm grown. My child wanted it. I don't need to explain shit to you. Are you going to buy the doll? No? Okay. Then ring the shit up. <laughs> Are you going to let your kids buy white dolls if it's a black one available? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to think they would choose. I, I hope I, I, my children would just choose the black doll. I want them to have as many representations or, or many things that represent what they look like because I know when they go out into the world, it's going to be less and less of that shit, right? So I would want them to play with dolls that look like them just because I know the world ain't going to be that way. So you need to, I want you to start creating this pride in, in who you are now because the world ain't going to help you with that shit when you get away from under my wing. So 
if she just want, I mean, I ain't gonna force the child to get a black doll if she just like gotta have this new white Malibu Stacy or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I'm not gonna be like, you getting a black one. <laughs> but I will be encouraging dolls that look like them because I feel like I, as a black mother, would have an issue that a white mother wouldn't have. And that's the fact that my child is not gonna see a ton of, of people that look like her in good places. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. little Susie. Her mama ain't got to worry about that because little Susie going to see people that look like her being, you know, doctors and lawyers and, and senators. And she's just going to see them in all facets of life. You know what I'm saying? My daughter may not have them same opportunities in every. I want her to, to have as many representations that look like her so she can garner some pride in how she look and not feel like she has to assimilate so much. Yeah. Uh I ain't even make that deal for my kids, I guess. Because, like, as far as superheroes go, ain't no, ain't, no, ain't no black superheroes. Black Panther. Worth a damn. Nah, yeah. Black That's Panther true. is. You got Cyborg. Fucking Aqualad. Oh, yeah. I mean. I started watching Young Justice. I like it. I'm Young like Justice seven episodes and it's good. That shit is good. Now you got me scared that you've been talking shit about the ending. So now I'm like, I'm going to get mad. I see it coming. The only thing bad about the ending is that when it was originally aired, they cut it off. Oh, okay. But see, we good because season three finna come out. Okay. So we just starting to watch it. We ain't got that much in between that. So okay. we all right. We all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, as much as I can give my kids things that represent our culture and what they look like so they could take some pride in that, I will. But like I said, I ain't gonna force her. Like, if you just gotta have Malibu Stacy, then girl, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> because the toys that they play with is not going to be the only way that I'm instilling some pride into my kids. So, you know, if you want a little white doll, I guess, girl, go ahead. Get your little white doll. Might want that white doll so she can voodoo her ass. <laughs> Control their teachers and shit. Lord. <laughs> that, I don't want that. That's not good. <laughs> shit. I don't want that either. That ain't, mm-mm. We already talked about having kids that might be psychopaths. I ain't got time for that shit. Mm-mm. I don't want that. I'd rather she just want the white doll just to play with the white doll than to be doing some voodoo shit. Um, Black Lives Matter Philly had a black-only meeting. Mm. And I kind of was wondering, a part of me is wondering what's wrong with that. And another part of me is, you know, another part of me wants to have white allies. Be a part of this movement. Now, the reason the part of me says, you know, I understand is because it ain't like motherfucking KKK mean is open to invite. I mean, that's true. But the reason why the KKK isn't open to invites is because they hate black people. We don't. The meetings aren't about like hating white people. It's about trying to discuss (laughs) a problem that's impacting us as opposed to the the KKK. They say that they exist a good Christian organization. They full of shit. And we both know good Christians don't go around hanging motherfuckers and burning crosses. I've never understood why they burn crosses. Ain't that the opposite of what you saying you represent? Like burning crosses? It's not not a cross. What is it? It's a T for turn around. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Turn around and go back to where you came from. You can't turn around once that cross is there. The shit is too late. (laughs) Go out the back though. If they burn in your front yard, they won't know you left at all. I but never you know how much it. effort they used to put into racism? They yeah. used to get somebody to cut out a big fucking T mm-hmm. 
to put in that in their yard. That mind douse you, douse it with gasoline. That mind you means turn around. It douse it with gasoline. <laughs> put it in their yard and burn it and just walk away from it. Yeah. Like they put a lot of energy yeah. into hating the motherfucker. But that's Shit. the difference between the Black Lives Matter meeting and the KKK is the KKK meeting is rooted in hate and the Black Lives Matter meeting shouldn't be rooted in that. It's in trying to find a, pro- a solution to a problem. And I don't feel like we should exclude them from the solution. If that if they're there to be helpful, then I don't think they should be excluded. And I don't think anybody who ain't trying to be helpful will want who want to come and be in a room full of niggas if you <laughs> if you got a problem you think all niggas are thugs and stuff you're not gonna want to come in on me like that anyway because guess what's gonna happen if you start talking shit. <laughs> I don't think they need. I don't think they had to put black lie, black only on it. Or maybe they had bad experiences. Maybe so. Or maybe they're trying to avoid a Dylan Roof situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's those are those are valid fears <laughs> but that still goes to say that there are white allies out here yeah that can give some valuable input that can help mm-hmm. if you're going to be an ally for a movement you have to understand that you're going to be a figureless shadowless person that's standing behind their successes mm-hmm. and if you got some white allies that's willing to be that then i don't think we should be turning them away you know so before I would have an issue with it, I would have to know the reason behind it being black on it. If it was for safety concerns, if, if it's in an area where motherfuckers been getting out of pocket, I could understand that. But if it was simply because you don't want any white input into it, it regardless of whether or not they're allies or not, I can't get behind that. Yeah. So yeah. it just depends on the reasoning to me. And I don't think the fucking article had a big reason. Probably not. They probably didn't get no fucking reason. <laughs> Just black folks. That's it. Don't come in here. <laughs> so. Fox News apparently did a covering on it. Of course they did. We are unapologetically black and believe having black only spaces where black people can come together, strategize, organize, heal, and fellowship without the threat of violence and co cooptation is an important part of black liberation the problem with that is assuming that every white person is going to come in and there's going to be violence or they're going to come in to be disruptive you know what i'm saying like you just assume that that, that's a blanket statement for all white people when that might not be the case and all black people might not desire that either yeah so i don't know but black matter black lives matter is hierarchicalist, so those groups can do it how they want to organize in their community and I mean, you know, if I was interested in, in being involved, I w- that wouldn't have been a meeting I would have wanted to go to. Not a meeting that specifically has to say blacks only. I don't want to. I wouldn't have gone to that meeting. But it's a choice. That's the great thing about it. You don't have to. You pick and choose. Or you can find like-minded people. Because my issue with going to that meeting is I prob- they probably would have been saying some shit in there that I wouldn't have agreed with, I feel like. Yeah, and that I couldn't get behind. So bunch of hotels. Yeah, and you, oh, Jesus, I ain't got no fucking. I ain't got no time to be walking in and somebody a, a bunch of niggas calling me queen and all of this shit. Hey, soul sister, uh-uh, I can't. Hey, soul sister. No, <laughs> I can't deal with that. So <laughs> I that don't sound like no shit I would have wanted to be a part of. Anyways, and. Zoe Saldana said that starring in 
sci-fi films made her colorblind and genderblind. Girl, I really wish people would stop saying that shit. The only way you colorblind and genderblind is your ass is blind. That's it. <laughs> And even that ain't because shit, Ray Charles was blind and he still had his ways of looking at wrists and shit. If you tied his arms up, then he ain't have shit though. That's true. But he had his arms. <laughs> but he was blind since birth, right? And this no, bitch can he, see. No, he could see. And then he, he lost see. it. Have you watched Ray? He was about he was in, he was school age when he lost his vision. I ain't never liked biographies. I ain't never liked movies. You ain't never watched Ray? Oh. We watching Ray. We, we watch your Ray. Why you don't want to watch Ray? It's amazing. Jamie Foxx did an amazing ass job. Like, it's an amazing fucking movie. I cannot believe. And it's hilarious. Ray Charles was like a hoe. It was so funny. Like, he, and the way he decided about whether or not he wanted to get with somebody was he would check their wrists to see if they had thick wrists or not. Cause he, he didn't want nobody big. Make sure he wasn't getting tricked. No, he was checking their weight. I understand. I mean, I've, I've heard all this stuff before. It's but. amazing. There's a lot of amazing movies I ain't seen. You need to see Ray, though. Maybe. I have Ray. Maybe I need to see it. You need to watch Ray. It's long, though. See, you ain't helping. You should have surprised my ass. Like, here's Ray. But it's amazing. And you would then you would know that he lost his sight when he was school age. Like, he just woke up one day. And I actually it was, believe I started seeing it because I can remember the scene. It was like a now. film coming over yeah. his eyes. Yeah. So he could see. And that, I think that would be worse. I think it would be worse to be able to see and then lose that shit randomly than to just never. Because you don't know what you're missing if you can't see, if you well, never be able to but see. But he was still young enough to develop his other skill sets. He was. You know, but he was back. also old enough to where he he was very, I mean, it took him a while to like get past the point of like, I'm blind, I can't see no more. Like He was really upset about that too. So that was a hard thing. And then you're a child and you got to come to grips with this huge ass thing in your life that you're not necessarily capable of processing yet. And his mama was just you know, country and she couldn't really help her process. She did. He, he Obviously he got better, but yeah. You need to watch Ray. It's amazing. Can't believe you've never seen Ray. I've never seen Ray. It's amazing. He's always Saldana. But I hate when people say that shit. Like it, there is color. I'm black. There are white people out there. There are Chinese people out there. There, like that's stupid. Tell much you don't see color. I absolutely do see color because when you start saying shit like I don't see color, it makes it so much easier for you to be offensive. You need to be aware of the cultures that you're dealing with so that you could be culturally sensitive. Talking about you don't see color, you're just going to treat everybody the same as some bullshit because everybody hadn't been through the same things and everybody's not culturally the same. So that's stupid. And colorblind to me, it does have a component of how you see other people. But the biggest component is when you say you're colorblind, you stop looking at when other people look at you in a way that's not congruent with who you are. You stop seeing that shit too. You know, so people can talk to you crazy and you act like it's not because you black. You <laughs> act like it's because of some other shit. Be like that um episode of it, uh, Atlanta <laughs> about that dude who wanted to be white. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That shit, it, it's, that, it's getting old. That dialogue is getting old. Yeah, I, get, I hate when I hear people say that shit because it's fucking stupid. You think that make me like look at you in a, a like, oh my God, really? Like, you don't see me as a black? I, you should see me as a black woman because that's what the fuck I am. And because I'm a black woman, that means that I come with a specific history. That means that I come with a specific culture. That means that in being friends with me, you need to be aware of those things. Tell me that you don't see color. That means I'm going to have to slap you at some point for saying something stupidly offensive that you're going to be like, well, I didn't know. 
Mm-mm. Like, if you can't see my color, how you gonna know that cocoa butter works better for me <laughs> than all that other bullshit? All the butters, cocoa, shea, all the butters work. How you gonna know? Like, you gonna bring me some fuck ass lotion? I'll be like, this shit ain't gonna do nothing for this ash. <laughs> you gotta give me some damn cocoa butter. <laughs> How you gonna know I need more blistex because I got more lip area to cover? You know what I'm saying? Like I still cannot envision not having lips. Like I see people that don't have no lips or like women, and I'm like, a tube of lipstick must last you a lifetime because, I mean, you have a very thin like it, you don't even use any. Like it's just quick, just like a spaghetti noodle. Is this why do you not have more lip? It's weird to me that they don't have lips. If I'm colorblind, if you colorblind, how you gonna know I need more seasonings than, <laughs> you know, fucking Mrs. Dash? Oh, the seasoned mouth was another thing that people thought should be seasoned on a shirt. <laughs> that they come with yeah. seasoned mouths. Like, you need to know I'm black so you know I don't have seasoned mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to be able to see me, but we need to accept what comes with seeing color yep we don't need to look at everybody and be like oh i don't see color that's easy and it's dismissive you should say i see color and i'm learning about color and let me accept what that is don't bring me no bland chicken i'm gonna be mad like you need to put some seasoning in this and it's get you some lowry something it's different cooking (laughs) with the seasoning on it then adding the season at the end. It's just not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's the, not same. the same. You got to season it right before you cook it. Put it in the batter before you fry it up. Like, I need you to get this. And look, don't just put seasoning in the flour. That ain't enough. <laughs> you need to put seasoning on the meat. Okay? <laughs> Bottom line. Point blank. Zero tolerance <laughs> for non-seasoned meat. <laughs> Zero tolerance for non-seasoned meat. You realize that you've turned every man that listens to this show into like a twelve-year-old boy. Because now when yeah. they hear meat, they hear this shit you be saying on the show and start giggling like a twelve-year-old. But I mean, that's just the best way to say it. <laughs> Lord. I'd rather not say dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why you have to put so much emphasis on the D? You said that's it how so I say hard. meat. <laughs> that's how I speak. That's how I talk. Haven't you seen my movies? <laughs> All right, Sam Jackson. That's how I talk. So, if you laugh, if you can't hear the word meat the same anymore because of how I've been saying it, then good. <laughs> <laughs> that is a way to sneak in dick jokes. Terrible. And nobody knows. I mean, I guess. I'm have... not really a purveyor of dick jokes, so <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I don't I don't use vulgar language and I don't really laugh at vulgar. I used to content. do that's what she said. The only reason I started doing that's what she said is because AC Blow is fucking 12 and he do that shit all the time. And so then I start like unconsciously doing it because I would be expecting him to say that's what she said. So when he didn't, I would be like, that's what she Like I started fucking doing it because of his ass because he 12. Well, 
is what it surrounded is. Surrounded by adolescents. I'm five, so I guess. You know. Imagine how difficult it is for me to go in the subway, <laughs> order my sandwich, and ask for extra meat. <laughs> like in my head, that don't work. <laughs> you know, I thought the same thing when I went up to you know went to the pool hall and went up to the dude and was like, "Can I get some balls?" <laughs> Like, it's really no other way to say it. There is I mean, not. you can say, let me get some pool balls, but that just mean all the balls in the pool hall. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it don't help the situation. Lord. I don't even think about it. Like, I don't think about it unless I'm around you or people that know you or listen to the show and they start laughing. Like, I say meat and I mean meat and it doesn't make me laugh. But if I'm around y'all motherfuckers, then I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean, ain't nothing worse than the Arby's commercial, though. We have the meat. <laughs> we have the meat. <laughs> okay, Arby's. <laughs> All right. And they got a powerful black voice saying that shit. Yep. That's hilarious and terrible in equal measures. But anyway, that's all I got. That's all I got, too. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.